Good morning. It's Sunday, July the 28th. This is show number 96. Good morning. Veneno Não me beije Que eu tenho veneno É meu preço Não faço por menos
and good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the 96th show. How did you like that Marina Lima opening? Yeah? Thought I'd switch it up a little bit this morning, you know? Oh boy. What's going on? It's good to be back. You know, it's been a couple weeks. I thought I would try to get back here for last week, but you know, I've been cooking a lot on the barbecue and it's been great. Listen, I have been doing ribs and chicken and fish. I mean, if if it if it once lived or didn't even live, wait a minute. No, everything that went on it including the vegan part lived so i just put all kinds of things on the grill and man it's just great when i see people smile when they eat my barbecue and so i don't know kind of get off on that tangent and and then you know it spoils my appetite for like a week and so <laughs> i have to I have to cool out because nothing nothing even mattered right so i went out to lunch friday with a colleague of mine and i didn't even eat anything except i ordered some french fries and dunked them in mayonnaise oh <laughs> uh, man what a uh what what a summer right well, the weather really turned around here in the city, in the Windy City, and man, you know, besides that heat wave we had a couple weeks ago, it's really turned into a lovely summer, that's for sure. Uh, and you know, it's no secret, I've been um, involved in a lot of projects lately and so i've been staying rather occupied it's been good um learning about a few new things along the way what about you how is your summer coming along is everything cool with you in your little world So I went to the office all week and I was wearing, you know, black, I always wear my black t-shirt no matter what. And, and so I didn't realize it, but I was wearing all black all week long. <laughs> so like Thursday morning, I get on the elevator and I'm going up and <laughs> I look over and, you know, it's, I'm just, whatever, you know, I look over and these these two ladies look like they were, they were just like you know like i i guess i looked like i stepped out of a coffin i don't know but it was try to mix up my colors more often <laughs> hopefully the summer is good where you're you are at and things that you are involved with uh i heard from ice everyone i think he's coming into town next week Hey, Ice, I'll try to catch up with you, man. I did get your email, but, you know, anymore, I, every time I log into email, there's 600 new emails to sift through. And so, yeah, I did see your email pop through. And um, I don't know, man, hit me up uh, on Twitter or something and see if we can grab lunch next week. 
Uh, and it's been a lot of interest. It's been a lot of interesting so far this summer, of course, and it's good to see a lot of things coming to a conclusion. A lot of things starting all over again, I guess. I don't know, but listen, I got a, um, a jam-packed little thing for you this evening. Uh, and so with that, uh, I just wanted to... I just wanted to I wanted to share um, some some really cool things this evening with you, and uh, usually I do the news and all of that. And I think I'm just you know if if it really warrants me talking about things, I think that's what I'm going to do because I don't think me doing the news all the time is that sustainable for my interest in doing this podcast. And so I feel like when I'm sharing things with you guys, it's more fulfilling and rewarding. And um, yeah, and not only am I sharing things that I've, I've listened to or have been part of, I think we're, we are all at the area of um, good interpretation when it comes to listening to these types of um, things. And so, yeah, I've been running a lot of talks and I kind of do that uh now because or not now but when the speaking season as i call it comes around uh i like to run those talks usually it's around january or february uh when i like to run the talks um and those are only talks that i find interesting of course and so uh this week i'm going to spare you <laughs> that doldrum if that's what you uh hate about the show and uh hopefully you don't hate it but I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, in the news lately, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in, in the news lately. Uh, there's a lot of cities being held at um, bay with ransomware. A lot of school systems getting hit with ransomware. It's a really big thing, ransomware. And so being um, vigilant to this sort of um, crime is important, right? So you um you should have a lot of um uh, knowledge to avoid the, these type of things happening but nevertheless uh ransomware is really the top key thing going on right now with computer crimes in the world how's that <laughs> i tell you it's crazy uh and it, i also heard that the the kid that stopped the, the wanna cry thing a few years ago, uh, he was fortunate. He, he was in front of a court uh, not too far from here in Chicago. Not, uh, I think it was in Milwaukee or something. But uh, for all of his good, the judge let him go. And we are all happy to hear that. So hopefully he's able to return back to England and live a uh, prosperous life. And uh, good kid. So, nevertheless, check it out uh, on um, on uh, these other things. But I, I'm not really I'm not really interested in talking about the news anymore, uh, other than you know, unless it's really important. And so, um, one of the things that uh, we all know about is Bitcoin, and Bitcoin has, for some reason, some or not for some reason, but somehow. Um, Somehow, people who have done, who have purchased Bitcoin 
online uh, in the United States with specific um, clearinghouses and brokerages and sites like Coinbase, etc. Um, you are going to be getting a notice from the IRS that uh, you will have to pay taxes on your cryptocurrency. Uh, folks, this def- and and I'm not trying to get on any bandwagon here, but this defeats the whole purpose of cryptocurrency, uh, it being taxed. So, um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of propaganda going on all the way from the U.S. Treasury uh, Secretary uh, getting front page line uh, headlines in Forbes, but uh, you know, nevertheless, cryptocurrency is a world global money. It's a it's money for the world for everyone. You can use it anywhere, and a lot of countries are going to try to put it, it impede it, and stop it, but. Uh, as we all know, Bitcoin is the number one cryptocurrency to own and will be. And that's all I've got to say about that. Tonight, though, uh, on the show, uh, I've got a few things that um, I want to share with you guys. First, the first thing I want to share with you guys is um, some AI. You know, we all know what artificial intelligence is at this point. And if not, just, you know, do your research and find out what it is. But uh, artificial intelligence is becoming more and more uh, smarter, as we know, right? And th- that's why it's called uh, AI. But uh, I wanted to share something uh, really interesting and, and uh, kind of cute, uh, where uh, in this day and age, we have uh, telemarketers, or these are people who call your mobile phone or your home phone, if you still have one of those, and they're very aggressive. They try to steal your money through deception and fraud and, and so forth. And so um, there were some clever individuals that came up with a, a, a YouTube page called the Jolly Roger Telephone Company, and they created some AI to actually waste the time of these types of people. So I wanted to share that with you this evening. And so check it out. This is uh, AI actually wasting the time of a telemarketer if it's any um if it's any you know listen it's it's super funny and so i thought we would share that with you tonight so check it out this is ai talking to a telemarketer and wasting their time just check it out hello 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 yes Hi, Mr. Oh, sorry, but what was that? Mr. No, 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 not in the apartment. It's an ant farm. That's why. Because they're insects and they go outside. You can't. I told you no. Because they're ants. They're ants. God. Hello? Is this a bad time, sir? What what company are you with? Okay. My, my name is and I'm with Vacations. And this is just a courtesy call, sir, regarding the travel credits you received about 18 months ago right. for one of our VIP vacation packages. Okay. And this one is for the Florida package valued at $2,600. Do you recall these credits, sir? Yeah. I'm sorry, you said yes or no. <laughs> hmm. Okay. 
Okay, you do recall this. You know, I I wanted to be a gymnast when I was a kid. Okay. Just one just one fall and that was the end of my Olympic figure skating career. I'm sorry. You know, I could I could have been I could have been working for NASA and here I am on the phone talking to a telemarketer. Is that bad or good? Mm-hmm. Um, sir, do you recall um, about these credits? Um, okay, yes, so no, are you ready to tell me why you called? Yes, I actually am. Um, so is that a yes, no, that you recall these credits? Do you smoke? And then I will... Because I'm having a hell no, of a I time not. quitting smoking. I have to tell you, it's been... Now it's like okay. my third day. Did you... Are mm-hmm. you, Do you smoke? No, I do not. Never have. Um, so wait, did you call? Did you call earlier and talk to my son? No, I did not, sir. Oh, yes, my fr- oh yes, my friends, my friends call me Captain Second Guess. Ahoy there, or is it? Okay, you know what? I think we might need to catch you another time. This might be a bad time. Yes, no. Do you do you smoke? Because yeah, I just no, I sir. just quit smoking like three days ago, and the needles are uh-huh. all kind of going into the bread right now. And I just, I'm sorry. Do you, do you? Yeah, you probably. This is um, this is TMI. Go ahead. Sorry. Let's back up. Sorry about oh, that. Okay. Now, do you recall these credits? Um, the Florida package valued at two thousand six hundred dollars. Mhm. Okay. Well, Mister. Once again, this is just a courtesy call because your travel credits came back to our travel agency as unused or not completed, and we would like to give you the opportunity to extend your credits for an additional 18 months since they expired last month. Uh When a package expires, it comes back to our database, and that's why we are on the phone with you today. Yes. We really don't want to see you lose out on a beautiful mm-hmm. vacation, sir. And keep in mind, you can also transfer this package or parts mm-hmm. of it to a friend or family member as long as they are at least 25 years old mm-hmm. and it's free to transfer. Now, there are absolutely no blackout yeah. dates or restrictions as long as you give us a 30-day advance notice. Do you huh. see yourself traveling to Florida in the next 18 months? Oh, my God. I just, like, so need some nicotine. I could punch a baby right now. I mean, not like an ugly baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not a cute baby. Just keep, well, just go back up. Back up for me. All right? Okay. Do you Do you foresee yourself traveling to Florida in the next 18 months? All right, all right. Listen, I'm just super fidgety. I have to walk outside, and I'll try to carry you with me. I just need okay. to get some some nicotine into my system because this is why. Why oh, don't I try geez. calling you back later? Okay. Okay. Can you, can you just? Uh, we, hmm? Can you come again? Go ahead. I'll I'll try calling you back later when you're okay. <laughs> you're going through something right now. Okay. 
it's pretty hard for you to focus on what I'm saying. Am I correct? Hmm. Okay, Mr. Kaba, you have a great weekend, and we'll try calling you back next week, oh, maybe, God, okay? Oh, God, it's been three days. It's Man, been three days. Shut Just leave me alone for a second! Yeah, just asking you to close the door when you're smoking. Oh, my God. Seriously? Maybe. I'm sorry, can you come I will try to, calling uh, you hello? back next week. Are you week. still there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. Hello? Mm. Hello? It's pretty hard for you to... F yes, yes, I'm here. You keep cutting out. I will Can try calling. I'm, I'm hello? sorry. We have a bad connection, maybe. Listen, we'll try calling you back next week, and hopefully you'll have a better day. Uh, I okay? I went on a cruise last year. I thought it w I would get sick or something, but it w I wasn't like that at all. It was, it was really wonderful. It was great. And now I'm uh, now that I'm mm -hmm. in love... I would like to take my significant other somewhere special. I really would. Okay. Well, that sounds wonderful. Listen, let me ask you then. Do you foresee yourself going to Florida in the next 18 months? My mom travels a lot. Like, she has photo albums filled with places she's visited. But, you know, I think, I think she's looking for something deeper that she's never found, you know? I mean, my dad mm -hmm. always says, no matter where you go, there you are. I mean, that's just the reality. If you can't find <laughs> happiness here and now, like in the present moment, then you're just not going to get it. You're just not going to get it, no matter how far you go from your home, unless you can generate that happiness in your own life. Do you, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Totally. Um, Listen, you know, are I you married? I, was, uh, I didn't want to go on a cruise because I would get seasick, but it was I went on one once and I really liked it. I had a great time. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this is something that okay. really appeals to me. Okay. Are you married, single, or cohabitating, sir? No, but seriously, I, uh, I went to Colorado like a few months ago with my husband and we took the dogs and we saw a family. We met them in Boulder and it was... It was really, really, really not... I'm sorry. Why, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Okay. Are you single, married, or cohabitating? How many calls do you make a day? Uh, that varies. What is the average length of one of your phone calls? I mean, you must get really hoarse well, and tired after talking all day long, right? Seriously. Mm -hmm. Well, eh, I wouldn't say that. Are you married? Are you single or are you cohabitating? Mm -hmm. So how uh -huh. many people are in the building that you work at? Do you have, a, is this like, do you have to make a quota or something? Is that what you work for? Or do you lose your job if you don't get a certain amount of people to? No, that is not how it works. Let me ask you, are you um, the ages between 25 and 70? Okay. Mm. Hello? Yes. Oh, wait. Why don't we okay. try calling you back you, next you week when you're feeling better? Yes. I've actually got to leave now, okay? Okay, yeah. 
Okay. Have a great day, sir. Yeah. It was lovely talking to you. Bye-bye. Are you a mind reader? Because I know this would be money well spent. Okay. Okay, so you're telling me you're interested in taking a cruise? Yes. Yes, I would be very interested. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me about this. Okay. Um, okay, once again, my name is and the name of our company is Vacations. Okay. Okay. You must love your job um, because this is, you're just, it's like you're bringing joy into the homes of random people. I totally, I'm all about it. Like, really. I'm, I'm, let's do it. I'm digging this. Okay, good. I'm happy that you are, sir. Um, we, okay, on behalf of our corporate partners, Hilton, Wyndham, RCI, Gold Crown, Interval International, okay. and several other hotels and resorts, did, your vacations did you are good for us. Did you leave me a voice to... message the other day or send me an email? No, I did not. No, this is my first time reaching out to you. What? Uh, okay, did sir. You, did you get more toilet paper? Why don't? Dude, I'm on the phone. Dude, I'm on the phone. All right, all right. I'm sorry. What was that? Keep no, keep going. Um. Okay. <laughs> You're throwing me. What? Here. I just. No, it's in the look. It's in the cabinet. It's in. The, it's under the sink in the cabinet. You know what? Just look, I'm going to look under the cabinet. I just looked there, man. Just, I not, just put more like, paper in there. You, just, it, right? you know what? Go and get the, I don't care. Get a paper towel. I'm on the phone. Dude, you, you suck. You suck. I'm sorry. Can you can you do that again? I'm, what were you saying? Could you hold the hold the line for a second, please? What? Where's the toilet paper? I told you it's under the sink. It's not here, man. What are you stuck on the... Listen, it's under the sink. I can't come in. Are you naked? Here, let me get you. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Yeah, thanks, ma'am. Hi, I'm back. Sorry, what was that? Huh? Yeah, hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Are you there, sir? Hey, 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 I, I keep losing you. Can you come again? Okay. No answering machine. Okay. No, that's really Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't want any. Hold on, hold on. I don't want any chicken. I don't want any. I know, I know, I know. I don't care if Jesus cooked the chicken. You're such a drama queen. Just try this. It's amazing. Try it. Come on. I'm on the. Hey, chickpeas. That's the bone. Rip up your sauce, man. Hey. There you go. Pretty nice. Right? Yeah, that's pretty nice. See? That's all. That's pretty nice. You want to up for you? Uh, I'm going to start saying something else random. 
He's talking well, to someone that. else. Um, He's not yeah. talking to you. I'm sorry, can you can, can back up a little bit and tell me what you were? And then he'll come back and say, oh, wait, I'm here. Sorry, what were you oh. saying? Oh. And then you'll start talking again, and then he'll act like he's doing something else again. Hello? No, it's an Okay. Listen, we'll talk again next week, okay? Hello? Is anybody, is anybody here on the phone I'm, with me? I'm here, but we'll talk next week, okay? Have a great evening. How old are you? Do you remember a punk rock? We're on our last call. What time did you get on that call? No answering machine will respond like he's been. Like. No, that's really Yeah, let me know what it is. Well, they were talking about pellets. Yeah, but watch. Oh, please go. 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 And then he'll come back and say, oh, wait, I'm here. Sorry, what were you saying? And then you'll start talking again, and then he'll act like he's doing something else again. Or talking. No, it's an <laughs> No. So what do you think about that? Isn't that funny? I thought it was so funny. The the most the, the thing that I caught the humor in was at the very beginning where he's screaming. He's screaming at what seems to be someone in his family, and it sounded so realistic. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. But, um, yeah, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. Uh, on a more serious note, you know, back in the uh, 80s and 90s, there was, you know, a lot of people ask me about my background, and I really tend to shy away from it. Not because uh, of any one thing in particular, it's because, you know, it was just, it was, it was a different time, right? And people don't even understand that concept anymore, but... Back in, back in those days, you had digital satellite systems and um, there, you know, those you and you may still see them everywhere, of course, but there are those little dishes on top of your homes and, and you see on the side of businesses and walls and trees and fences and so forth. And so those were sort of a thing back in that era. And uh, it, it was really a big thing, right? There was a lot of mystery and intrigue and adventure and and boy, if you were caught up in that scene back then, it sure was interesting because uh, there were a lot of, <laughs> it was almost like living in a spy novel. And so uh, there were the humorous sides, there were the serious sides, and there were the heartbreaking sides. Um, from that era, I do remember quite a few people and was able to meet quite a few people along the way throughout that era uh, and throughout that segment. And um it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting time. And so I wanted to share with you the origins of that and what it really became. And, um, you know, this really didn't get too much attention. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that it should have been broadcast on the evening news everywhere in the world, but I think, um, and I, and, you know, I think 
though it you should know about it because uh, it's it's a part of me and it's a part of my past and I think this is the best explanation of how and who started it uh, how it started and who started it and why it started and then of course there's a lot to be left to for your own interpretation and uh, you know, I uh, I honestly live with that interpretation every day, and I feel like it made me a better person. So, without that, without any further ado, I want you to check this out, uh, and uh, we'll be back after that to bring you something else really uh, interesting and exciting. So, here it is. Check this out. Uh, it's really uh, kind of uh, interesting. Tonight, Panorama reveals the biggest Murdoch hacking scandal of all. This time in pay TV, the hacker breaks his silence. We had the resources at our disposal to do any damage we wished. This is the story never before revealed of the downfall of a major British company, ITV's On Digital. The end. It was the killer blow for the, for the business, there's no question. Mr. Ray Adams. This is how a secret operation inside a Murdoch company hacked down the competition. These practices have to be put to an end. This is the master key that opens up the whole card. It's piracy. phone hacking scandal, which started at the News of the World, has already humiliated Rupert Murdoch. This is the most humble day of my life. And his son, James Murdoch, has been forced to give up the chairmanship of News International. But their whole British newspaper business is a small island in the Murdoch Empire. Mr. Murdoch. The commercial heart of News Corp is pay TV worldwide. And in the UK, that means the hugely profitable Sky TV. Sky's vital to the Murdochs. James Murdoch still chairs it. News Corporation owns 39% of B Sky B, the company that runs it. Sky dominates British pay TV, but it did once face a serious commercial challenger. ITV's on digital. Potentially, it could have been quite revolutionary. Had ITV Digital, or On Digital as it was called at the time, had that managed to establish itself as an effective pay TV platform, which is what the ITV companies want, you know, were attempting to launch it as, then you would have had, potentially, another major player in pay TV in the UK. Hundreds of millions of pounds were invested in ITV's On Digital. But from the outset, the company knew that this was the key. Their smart card, which subscribers put into their set-top boxes. Its security, so that only paying customers could get their channels, was vital. Without it, there is no business. You can't charge for the programmes that you're selling to the public. You can't turn people off when they don't pay. You can't give them additional subscriptions when they do. It is absolutely central to any pay TV business. So pay TV piracy, hacking into cards and then offering pirated copies that would work for free, can spell financial disaster. 
At about the same time as ITV's On Digital was preparing to launch its business, the business of TV piracy was growing too. Lee Gibling was a leading light in this world. We were looking very much at how to get certain aspects of um, entertainment for free. Late night adult, nothing too uh, risque, um, but something a bit better than just the boring channels that we had in the UK. Lee Gibling moved his base into a remote house in Cornwall. He'd set up a very successful website for hackers with a clever title. The House of Ill Compute, Thoic for short. This is the master key that opens up the whole card. He'd been involved in hacking into Sky TV and come to the attention of a security unit working inside the company making their smart cards. The unit tracked Lee Gibling down, but they didn't prosecute him. Instead, they secretly hired him. They were offering me a way of taking the House of Ill Compute to a much wider community. And I started to wonder why they had this motive to see uh, a site which is principally evolved as a, as a hacking site um, to become part of their portfolio. The security unit was part of a Murdoch company called NDS. Sky jointly funded the unit, but say they didn't run it. In charge in the UK was an ex-senior policeman, Ray Adams, formerly the Met's head of criminal intelligence. His number two, Len Withall, had been a chief inspector in Surrey. They wouldn't give interviews, but did agree to meet us. We secretly recorded them talking about their work with the Thoic website. Thoic was a, a forum um, when we were doing, when we, were, when we, when the investigations looked at, there was quite a lot of good uh, pirates on there. Yeah. So it was decided that as per the informant system to see whether or not this could be a good source of information. Mm. And how did you go about that? I didn't do it at all. It was nothing to do with me. It was set up by um, Ray Adams. So according to Len Withall, Thoic was Ray Adams' work. But according to Ray Adams, it was Len's. Len was running on a day-to-day -day basis, was running Thoic, as, and he was in touch with Israel, was also um, meeting with him, discussing things with him. I was in charge of the unit, so I technically was running Thoic. But on a day-to-day -day basis, absolutely not. NDS was founded in Israel, and its global security HQ was there. NDS made the smart cards for Sky and all Rupert Murdoch's pay TV companies worldwide. Both Murdoch's sons, Lachlan and James, have served as non-executive directors of NDS. James is still on the board. NDS began to expand the House of Ill Compute. They invested in tens of thousands of pounds worth of computer power with secure servers in the United States. Lee Gibling was paid up to £60,000 a year as a consultant. Money was not a problem. It was merely a question of ringing up Mr Ray Adams and saying we need more server, and the money was always there. Ray Adams says it was Lee Gibling's initiative. 
Gibling developed it and developed it himself. They were told that he didn't develop it himself, that NDS put thousands of pounds into financing it, into equipping it, well, into make it, making it secure. It didn't come out of my budget. Into paying for him. Paying for him came out of my budget. Yes. He was a, a money grubber. And he kept on saying he needed new servers, he needed new computers, he needed this and he needed that. Um, okay, we were involved and it was a bit of a treadmill, so you keep going. The house of ill compute, Thoic, grew into the biggest website in the world for pirates, who used it to exchange information about how to defraud pay TV. Thoic got hundreds of thousands of hits a day. Did NDS know everything that was going on on this? Oh, side? absolutely, and all, everything that was in the, the closed area of, of, of Thoic, um, it was totally accessed by any of the NDS representatives. Internal emails which we've seen show that NDS knew the Thoic website could present a legal risk. One, two Adams from Abigail Gutman in the security unit in Israel says, if he, Lee, ever gets exposed, God forbid, knock on wood, does it put NDS in any legal bind? So to all intents and purposes, even though it was registered in your name still, mm -hmm. whose was the house of ill compute? It was NDS. It was their baby. And it started to become more their baby as they fashioned it to their own design. The NDS security unit, jointly funded by Sky, now controlled the biggest pirate's website in the world. And that wasn't all. NDS had recruited one of the best, perhaps the best, hacker in the world. Someone who had shown that he could crack open the secrets of pay TV smart cards. He was a young German called Oliver Kummerling, who taught himself how to unlock smart cards in his garage at home. Pay TV piracy made him very rich very quickly. We found him living in the tax haven of Monaco. Back in 1996, he'd hacked into Sky's latest card, and Ray Adams from NDS Security went to see him. Adams uh, made me a proposition, and he looked to me and said, could you imagine uh, working for us? It, this was really after half an hour. And uh, I said to him, in principle, yes, but what do you really want? I mean, what does that mean? What do I have to do? Oliver Kummerling was secretly hired as a consultant to head up a team in NDS's own laboratory in Haifa, Israel, a facility financed by News Corporation. At first, he worked on testing the security of NDS's own smart cards to improve their product. Then he was set the task of unlocking the secrets of their competitors' cards. There was some request from the, the marketing department because that, uh, that's that kind of looking into the competitors' products. So you attacked or analyzed the secrets, the encryption systems, the, the security systems of your competitors' products now, of NDS's competitors, correct? Uh, of NDS's competitors, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And ITV's on digital had picked one of those competitor systems. It was made by a French company called Canal Plus. Their smart card had never been hacked. Canal Plus technologies were so confident in their 
ability to supply a secure system that they stated very openly that it was unhackable. The people who were selling us the microprocessor in which we embedded our software were telling us, and talking about the largest companies in this world of microprocessor, cannot be broken. Your software cannot be extracted. But it could. And NDS had the resources to do it. Oliver Cummerling did crack open the Canal Plus card. NDS now possessed their competitor's greatest commercial secret. Did people from the team in Haifa, your team, reverse engineer, get a readout, understand the secrets of the Canal Plus encryption system? Of the Canal Plus card, yes. Finding out how a competitor's system works is perfectly legal. But then, these codes, cracked by NDS in their high security facility in Israel, somehow got out onto the internet. Canal Plus's most secret information was published on a Canadian pirate's website. This was the secret code from Haifa. There wasn't any question about that. Yes, and the timestamp was like a fingerprint. I mean, it's not really a physical proof, but by statistics, you can say it is uh, astronomically small that it is not coming from us. So you had no doubt that it was yours, it was NDS's, no doubt at all? No. NDS declined to be interviewed, but in a statement they told us that they never authorized or condoned the posting of any code belonging to any competitor on any website. ITVs on digital had been launched only months before, but their future was now at risk. The security of the Canal Plus smart card, critical to their business, had been compromised. We were informed by our own surveillance of internet sites that that software was existing. But the software in itself doesn't give you anything. It does give you uh, a vision of how the system works. It's like the plans of the safe, but it doesn't give you the key to the safe. But in fact, what it did, it gave the hackers a, a very precise idea of where to drill to open the safe. The secret of the opposition security system had been cracked open. The next crucial step was to turn that hack into full-scale piracy and to make counterfeit cards freely available. And that was launched from here at the House of Ill Compute. There was a meeting that took place at a hotel. Mr Adams, myself and other NDS representatives were there and it became very clear that there was a hack being worked on, which I was quite surprised at at the time. Uh, this came from conversation from Mr. Adams. So Ray Adams told you that he had knowledge that a hack against the system that on digital were using mm -hmm. was being prepared. Yes. He told you that before it ever happened. Oh yes. What happened next helped to seal the fate of on digital. Ray Adams, the head of NDS's security unit, sent him the codes the keys which would enable pirates to manufacture counterfeit smart cards. They delivered the actual software to be able to do this with prior instructions that it should go to the widest possible community. Software to be able to activate on digital cards. So... Given a full channel lineup without payment. 
NDS say that they've never been in possession of any codes for the purpose of promoting hacking or piracy. They say it's simply not true that NDS used the Thoic website to sabotage the commercial interests of On Digital, ITV Digital, or any rival. Both Ray Adams and Len Withal denied to us that anything of the kind took place. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Okay, I can't speak for anybody else, mm. but it was run correctly. Mm. And there is no way that something that's associated with NDS that mm. we would allow anything like that to go on Thoic mm. that's got a connection with us. I never ever had the on-digital codes. I've never touched an on-digital card ever once. I've never seen an on-digital pirate card. I've never had any codes. If, if you'd become aware that material damaging to on-digital was being published on Thoic, your website, yes. what would you have done? I'd have arrested him. But Ray Adams and others in the NDS security unit did have the codes. An internal email shows that. A technical expert writes to Ray Adams and Len Withal about on-digital stuff. I'm sure you must have had the July key, but just in case you don't, and includes the codes. In another email, Lee Gibling keeps Ray Adams up to date with the spread of the hack on the internet. This is better, a UK link for the on-digi software. We've spoken to former pirates who used Thoic who confirm the codes were there. Carl Davison was one. Later on, he was convicted and jailed for running a pirate website of his own. We've agreed not to show his face. How they described my website was a one-stop shop for, for pay TV hacking. This place wasn't a shop, it was a supermarket. It was the biggest website of its kind. We showed him some material that was downloaded from the Thoic website at the time of the hack. This was the original gold card hex file, which was for on digital. You add the keys to it, program it onto a card, and you basically opened up the encryption system. Those codes, that, that file, basically opened it all up. There were people openly selling cards, offering cards for sale for on digital. You're talking thousands of cards, if not tens of thousands of cards. It was a big thing, everybody was doing it. Radio Seven people have been arrested as part of an investigation into an alleged multi-million pound conspiracy to defraud ITV Digital. To say fraud is now costing TV companies millions of pounds a year. They grew and grew and grew until cards were freely available pretty much everywhere, in marketplaces, all over the country. You could pick up ITV Digital smart cards. And there you were trying to staunch the flow. Yes, it's like a bad dream. It's like one of those dreams where everything keeps going wrong. ITV's on digital tried electronic countermeasures, changing their codes to try and defeat the hack. But Thoic was ready for that as well. Lee Gibling was promptly supplied with new codes to pass on to the pirates. We sent them out update codes. We wanted people to be able to update these cards themselves. Uh, we didn't want them buying a single card and then finding they couldn't get the channels. We wanted them to stay and keep with On Digital, flogging it until it broke. Flogging it until it broke? Yeah. By the summer of 2001, On Digital's business was draining away. The company spent millions more, relaunching itself with a new name, 
ITV Digital, under Monkey was hired in to help. Monkey! Once upon a time, there was a big thing called On Digital. One day, it changed its name to ITV Digital. The end. A good night! By then, the House of Ill Compute faced a crisis. Some pirates discovered that Lee Gibling had been running Thurk for NDS. They published his betrayal on the internet, including an internal email about his expenses from NDS's Len Withal. Somebody got into Thurk's site and then found the emails and published. And what did you do then? What did I do? Yeah. Nothing at all. You didn't do anything at all? Yeah. What did NDS do? Nothing at all. It just uh, folded up. What happened to Thoic, the house of ill compute? Thoic was dismembered. Mr. Len Whistle, who was number two, came to my house and we sledgehammered all the hard drives and everything else, all computers. You physically sledgehammered the hard drivers? Yes. And the software evidence, the evidence in terms of codes on the internet and emails on the internet and stuff like that, what happened to that? That had been totally wiped. Civil Compute, where the hack had been launched from, was shut down in a hurry. Lee Gibling did a runner and left the country. But the dramatic end of the House of Ill Compute had come too late for ITV Digital. The future of digital television is in turmoil tonight, with one of the industry's key players on the verge of collapse. ITV Digital today applied to be put ITV Digital went under in 2002. The collapse cost its shareholders more than a billion pounds. 1,500 employees lost their jobs. The Football League lost 180 million too. The company had made its own mistakes, but the hack was different. The business had its issues, aside from the piracy, no question, but uh, those issues, I believe, would have been solvable by careful and, and good management. The real killer, the hole beneath the waterline, was the piracy. We couldn't recover from that. NDS told us that they're a global leader in the fight against TV piracy. They say they never used the Thoic website for any illegal purpose, and that they paid Lee Gibling for his expertise, so information from Thurk could be used to track and catch hackers and pirates. The man who'd headed up the NDS security unit retired just as ITV Digital collapsed. Ray Adams now lives in Windsor. We met him there, and afterwards I openly challenged him about his dealings with the world's biggest pirate website. Mr. Ray Adams, I'm Vivian White from BBC Panorama. Look, I've spoken to your journalist in there and I've given him my responses. I'm not giving you any, I think. You've repeatedly misled us, haven't you? You've repeatedly misled us about Thoic, the Thoic website and your involvement in it. I've never spoken to you before and I'm not going to speak to you now. Thank you. Lee Gibling might have faced awkward questions too, but he disappeared. And what happened to Lee Gibling? He went on the run. Have you any idea at all where he is? Yep. Where do you think he is? I'm not telling you. do you. When was he last heard of? Hello? When did you last see him, do you know? Hello? 
Lee Gibling had made himself scarce abroad and kept his secret for 10 years until after a long search we tracked him down. He then took several days before he agreed to talk to us. Did they say to you, you must go abroad? Is that, was that why you're here? Yes. Uh, it was the easy option out uh, for both parties, for myself and for NDS at the time, when, if I can be frank, like, the shit hit the fan. What we did before. After Lee Gibling went abroad, Len Withall became NDS's head of security. Would you have paid him and looked after him or anything like that? Why not if you, I mean, if he got sort of got himself in the trouble, yeah, so to speak? Yeah, but you need something back for it. Why yeah. would you want to pay somebody if you're not going to get back for it? But what then with all told us wasn't correct. So you cleared out, and did the checks keep on coming? Yeah. For how long? Well, the checks were paid direct into my bank account. From whom? From NDS. Not for from how long? Up until 2000 and end of 2008. After paying him for several years, in 2008, NDS made a severance payment to Lee Gibling of £15,000, with a confidentiality clause attached to it. NDS, a news corporation company, has faced a series of allegations of involvement in hacking and piracy, all of which it has denied. In 2002, Canal Plus sued NDS in a US court. Immediately, the top lawyers from News Corporation itself took the case over. We discovered that there was a company which was one of our competitors behind the hack, NDS, and uh, we launched uh, litigation against them. The matter was clearly handled by News Corp in New York. The fact that it is a large and powerful company makes it just more difficult to fight against it. Come on, Rupert, the shoes! The action never came to court. Rupert Murdoch did a deal with Canal Plus's parent company to purchase assets from them. Canal Plus Technologies was broken up. The legal case was halted. Allegations of widespread hacking are also the subject of a criminal trial now taking place in Sicily. The alleged pirates are charged with hacking into smart card systems, including NDSs. But what led to the trial in the first place was a complaint to the Italian police by another commercial rival to NDS, a Swiss company. Did you think this was piracy that could be carried out by amateurs, just by ordinary hackers and enthusiasts? Now, a state-of-the-art technology requires high skills, uh, professional tools, and access to very sensitive data uh, to perform a hack. So we believed uh, back then already that uh, some kind of organization was behind the hack. But we were not uh, thinking of any competitors back then. But the police investigation has pointed to a competitor. One of the defendants in the Sicily trial is a Milan lawyer, Davide Rossi, who was working as a consultant for NDS. He's charged with paying and supplying material to an alleged hacker, which he strenuously denies. The case against him has echoes of what we revealed in the UK. Davide Rossi insists that all he was doing was gathering intelligence on piracy for Len Withall, the man he was working for at NDS. 
NDS have told us that they wholly refute the allegation that Mr. Rossi acted illegally on behalf of NDS. The case continues. Back in Britain, the phone hacking scandal has already led to serious questions being asked about the corporate culture of the Murdoch Empire. Mr. Murdoch, let me just ask you again. Did you mislead this committee in your original testimony? No, I did not. So if you didn't, who did? James Murdoch was a non-executive director of NDS when ITV Digital was hacked, although there's no evidence that he knew about the events that we've reported. He's now the chairman of B-Sky-B. Ofcom, the television regulator, is currently examining whether he and News Corporation are fit and proper persons to be in control of the company. Clearly, allegations of TV hacking are far more serious than phone hacking. Ofcom are now applying the fit and proper person test to Rupert and James Murdoch. It seems inconceivable that they wouldn't want to look at these new allegations. It also seems inconceivable to me that if these allegations are true, that Rupert, and Mur Rupert Murdoch and James Murdoch would pass that test. The judgment of those whose businesses were hacked down is clear. It's outrageous. It's piracy. There are jobs at stake, there is huge amounts of money at stake, and obviously these, these practices have, have to be put to an end. The man who was the king of the pirates has never told his story until tonight. What happened to the company that might have been Murdoch's major British pay TV rival is now exposed. Yeah, definitely food for thought, right? And so me being all involved in that back in the day too was something, as I said at the beginning of the uh, clip, it was something that you just had to live through. And I know there's a few people that listen to the show here that actually remember me from that time and era. And I haven't forgotten you guys either. It was a it was an interesting time. It was a good time. There were good times. There were bad times, right? I don't know. Uh, there's more ideas in the pipeline for that. And uh, just uh, uh, stay tuned to the, to the show as uh, those ideas come to fruition throughout the years. Uh, so I wanted to go ahead... <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and share one last clip with you uh, guys of more AI. I know, right? I just, <laughs> this one was even funnier. So while, while you guys were checking that out, I was, I was listening to this and here is AI again by our good friends at the Jolly Roger telephone company. And here is AI dealing with a credit card scammer. And so, uh, <laughs> So you got to listen to this before we uh, get out of here. So check this out. Hello. Thank you for holding this. How's it going? Yes. Are you holding to get your interest rates lowered? Hello. Can I help you? Are you holding to get your rates lowered? What is that about? Can you tell me more? About getting your interest rates lowered on your Visa MasterCard accounts. Oh boy, I'm just thinking about things. Go ahead. Well, I don't know what. what Hello, you called me. You know the weather here is uh, real bad. I'm thinking. Well, how's your weather, is. by the way? It was awesome. We're in Florida. Well, I don't know. I'm always having the weather's very bad here, and you're calling me. I can't really concentrate on what you're saying because we got a storm out here, and I'm thinking of Florida last year. That's where I was. 
and the weather was beautiful, and I just think of the beautiful right. sun, sunshine, and I'm here yeah. uh, freezing, you know, but uh, you called me, <laughs> it, was, it was nice talking to you, I hear your voice, but tell me what, what you call me for. This is in regards to lowering the interest rates on your current credit card accounts. Due to an excellent payment history that you've maintained to one or more of the accounts, then one or more of your lenders have put you up for the review to have the interest rates reduced. Yeah. Now, if you could give me a ballpark figure, how much would you say you owe in overall credit card debt? <laughs> you want my credit card number? Well, I said, how much uh, do you I owe? I want to put it on my credit card, uh, but you really want my number. I usually don't give out my number, but uh, I don't know. Let me think about how it. much I don't do know you? What number is right now? I have to go get my credit card anyways. How much do you owe in overall credit card debt, sir? Good. Zero. Getting back to my credit cards, my health really killed me. Health insurance is very expensive, and I've had health insurance, health insurance, and I'm still paying big bills. Their health insurance. Helps me very, very little. So it wouldn't be a, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can afford to pay him, but they give me a lot, a lot of terms, too many terms. I'll be dead and still be paying it. Mm. Mm -mm. That's crazy. Great to have a rate reduction on my credit cards. Boy, oh boy, I'm having a hard time paying them, and I'm into you guys for a lot, a lot of money. But if I can well, how much do you straight down? Uh, and the payment. Well, how much do you owe? I can have a little better life. These these credit cards are just choking me. Well, I'm here to help you with that if you allow me to. Can you just hold on? Hold on. Back you in a few seconds. I'll be right back. Okay, just hold on. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry to hold uh, you up. Well, what what what's this? What would you call me for? To lower the rates on your accounts. Uh, uh, do you want a rate reduction or not? Good. Excuse me. Jeez, uh, it doesn't stop, you know. And it's not easy for me to get off the chair every two seconds and run to the door. Uh, okay. What is it? What? What do you? What do you? Are you selling anything? No, this is to lower the interest rates on your existing credit card accounts. Due to an excellent payment history that you've maintained, that does entitle you to go up for a review to have the rates reduced. Now, I'll keep asking you a ballpark figure. Uh -huh. How much do you think you owe in overall credit card debt? Yes. How much? So that's what you're calling me about? Uh, bye, sir. Have a wonderful day, okay? I know, so that's, uh, what else can you say, right? What else can you say? And it's only getting, AI is only getting uh, more interesting. Anyhow... I think that's going to kind of do it for me, really. I think that's really going to kind of do it for me. Uh, it's early in the morning. I'm ready. I'm ready to go get some sleep again.
Maybe I'll stay up. You know, I've been getting up early in the morning for, for some reason or another. Anyhow, uh, that's it. That's <laughs> what else are you waiting for? Get out of here. Uh, go and enjoy your day, your evening, or whatever you're doing. I'm going to probably go back to sleep. It's Sunday. It's so early. And I only get one day to sleep in. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to head back up... Uh, I think I'm going to head back up and uh, get some sleep and uh, scoot out of here. Uh, and with that said, that's show number 96, folks. Thanks for joining me. I am your host, Gummo. Check out the website, hackers.xxx. We're streaming somewhere. And if we're not, who cares? Whatever. We'll get around to it. Uh, we use, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Anyhow, uh, that's it. I'll be back uh, either... <laughs> I'll be back in two weeks to do the show again. Uh, until then, take care of yourself. Please use your skills for something good. Um, I'm, I'm not doing the Twitter thing anymore, so well, I'm kind of, but it's, I'm not. It's it, it's whatever. Anyhow, uh, check, out, check out the website, hackers.xxx. There's uh, DEF CONs coming up, and yes, I'm going, but I'm only going to be there for two days. <sighs> Anyhow. I'll talk more about that as DEFCON date approaches later in the, uh, in August. I believe it's at the end of August or something like that. Or in the middle, whatever. Uh, and until then, please take care of yourself. Use your skills for something good. And uh, let's see you for show number 97. Until then, take care. Bye. <laughs>
Easy, dope.